Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Salslin. Today we're studying Masechet Ketubot, Daf Samech Chet, page 68. Today the Gemara continues the discussion of some of the complexities of tzedakah. In the middle of yesterday's Daf, the Gemara brought up the case of Yeshlo, the Eino Rotze Parnes, someone who has money but doesn't want to sustain himself, the person who doesn't really need tzedakah but asks for it anyway. What do you do if someone asks for tzedakah but you know that he doesn't need it? This is actually a big question that probably comes up for many individuals and communal funds when they are trying to make decisions about how to allocate their money. Sometimes people may ask for help and it looks like they have a lot. Wait, why are they driving that car? Why are they going on that fancy vacation? Well, our Gemara teaches us today, perhaps these folks are teaching us something, not to judge. At the bottom of yesterday's daf and leading into today's, we learned powerful lessons about this very issue. First, we learned yesterday about Mar Ukva, who had a poor person in his neighborhood to whom he would send money every Erev Yom Kippur. Once, he sent the money with his son, who came back and said, Lo tzarich. He doesn't need it. Marukva asked his son, My Chazit, what did you see that suggested that this poor man doesn't need the money? The son responded, Well, they were using aged wine to make the house smell good. He must be rich. Oh, said Marukva, Mifanek Kulehai, he's so pampered. Aifinu Vishadrinhu Nehale. He doubled his gift and sent it to the poor man. Rather than judge this man for needing so much, Marukva decided that the poor man could probably use more money. That's a pretty impressive standard for giving. Can you imagine if all of us tried to offer the benefit of the doubt to the people in our community as well? Oh, he just must need more money. Marukva is teaching us an important lesson. And perhaps an even more beautiful message is taught by Rabbi Hanina on our own doc today. Rabbi Hanina Rabbi Hanina had a poor person in his life. He was used to sending him four zoos every hour of Shabbos. Yom Achad, one day, he sent the money through his wife. And she came back with the money in hand saying, He doesn't need it. Rabbi Hanina asked her, My chazit, what did you see that suggested that he doesn't need the money? His wife answered, Shame to have a Kamrile. I heard someone asking him, Bamata so ed, with what do you dine? We know that root so aid from Siuda. What's your preferred type of Suda? She heard someone asking. This is a literary motif in the entire Sugya. Both Rabbi Nahanya and Rava also asked their beggars that question yesterday. But this time the question was not about the kind of food that the poor man ate, but about the way that he ate. Rabbi Hanina's wife had overheard him being asked, 
ביטלי חסף או ביטלי זהב? On silver tablecloths or on gold? Tosafot explained that these kinds of linen, whether dyed gold and silver or with alloyed silk, were only used by the very rich. In these kinds of items, they have nothing to do with a person spoiling himself with expensive things. Rather, he is definitely rich. Tosafot is giving us a slice of life and a piece of information that we might not know reading this in our time. So, of course, Rabbi Hanina's wife brought back the tzedakah because she realized that the person her husband was regularly funding was actually rich. Wouldn't any one of us do the same? But what is so amazing here is Rabbi Hanina's response. Amar Hainu to Amar Rabbi Elazar. This is what Rabbi Elazar has taught. Bo v'nachzik tova l'ramayim, she'ilmalehen hayinu chotin b'chol yom. Let's be grateful to the tricksters and the cheaters, for without them, we would sin every day when we ignore the poor or when we fail to give tzedakah. Shana'amar, for it is written, V'kara alecha el Adonai v'haya b'cha chet. As it is written in the same passage from which we quoted yesterday, if you misjudge your poor neighbor and you don't give to him, he will call upon God and you will incur a sin. Rabbi Hanina, using the teaching of Rabbi Elazar, seems to be saying it's a good thing some of the beggars are cheaters because there are so many times when we say no to people who are actually needy that we better hope that there are some cheaters within that group. I understand Rabbi Hanina to be saying, yeah, that's helpful that this guy may be dishonest because so often we rationalize our own not giving by saying, oh yeah, he doesn't actually need any help or as I often hear today, oh, he's only using it to buy drugs, that aren't we lucky when one person actually meets our own cynical judgment? Because he seems to be saying most of the time it is we who misjudge. Hanina is almost saying it's not even about the poor man or the rich man. It's about us. Our giving people the benefit of the doubt, our being able to move past our justifications and our rationalizations. It's about training us, the donors, to give to anyone who asks. Because we never know which person is the really needy one. And aren't we better off erring on the side of generosity? The Gemara continues with the teaching of Rabbi Yoshua ben Korcha. Anyone who averts his eye from tzedakah, it's as if he's practicing idolatry. The proof text, again from the passage in Devarim, about the sabbatical year. He merlecha, the Torah warns, be careful, lest you have a bad thought in your head that you shouldn't give out loans to the needy in the sixth year because your debt will be released in the seventh. Careful about the way that your brand thinks. Lest there be a base thought in your heart. While the Gemara uses the word for base, li'al, to connect to idolatry in another verse, we can also understand that failing to give tzedakah is a form of idolatry. It's as if we are simply worshiping the wrong things. So no matter who is asking, our sugya seems to be teaching, we are made better if we say yes. And if we believe those who ask are actually needy. But there's one last important point here, just in case the reader thinks even for a moment, oh good, the rabbis say 
we need to give to anyone. I might as well go and ask for tzedakah myself, even if I don't need it. Oh no, there's a very serious warning here to those who dare to take advantage of the system or to prey on the pities of potential donors. One who makes his eye appear blind or his stomach swollen, or his thigh shriveled, in order to receive tzedakah, will not be taken from the world until all of this has actually happened to him. Don't try to pretend that something has gone wrong, because if you do so, that thing will actually happen to you. Sofo eno niftar minaolam adshayavoli dekach. One who takes tzedakah and does not need it will come to need it before the end of his life. The sugya continues with other intricacies of who may receive tzedakah. But I love these snippets that we've studied together today. The rabbis are not naive. They know people cheat, as we see throughout Talmudic law in a variety of contexts. They are careful to include a very serious warning to those who might. But they also seem to be saying it's really not about those who game the system. For those of us who are in a position to give, we should do so without spending too much time wondering why so-and-so is asking for funds. That it is our responsibility to take seriously the dignity of our fellows and to assume with the generosity of spirit that those who ask are in fact those who need to assume that very few people are gaming the system, rather than to assume that everybody is. It's as if there's an implicit prayer on this page for those who are reading and learning these texts. May we never need to ask for help, but should we come to that moment in our lives, may we be met with a community that responds with generosity. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.